0: Like we always do with this time, I go for mine. I get to shine. get to shine. And throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome back, live here in Dallas, Texas. Lorraine rain should be going away soon enough. Excited about that. Beautiful weekend is here. So we're gonna get into it a little bit here with. Uh, Ryan Kramer, the sports gambling podcast. We're going to talk about last week, maybe uh, some things that uh, I'm excited about happened here on Sunday. Uh, last week, there are a lot of different scenarios that I want to get into uh, for you, and and then we'll maybe talk about uh, Sunday slate here. But you know, obviously, some interesting games and results. I think. You know, getting back to the New York Giants a little bit here for a lot of our listeners who hopefully there are some left out there. Um, <laughs> man, at this point in time, halfway now through the season, what are, what are you, what do you think is the plan for the New York Giants now that we've seen, you know, Daniel Jones is done um, with his injury and now, you know, you're giving Tommy De, uh, DeVito, the ball are they trying to set it up where they don't care what happens they're kind of like now thinking 2024 draft I mean your honest opinion like what do you think is going through management's minds right now
1: I think if, I think if you're talking about the suits upstairs I think they're looking at a situation where in a very rich draft class they're now sitting in a position where they could end up with a top two pick which seems like that's going to be the prize this year Drake May Caleb Williams some are saying JJ McCarthy could rise to that level level as well from Michigan, but I think if you're upper management, you're sitting here, you already traded away Leo, you got the extra second round pick. I'm sure you'll be op- opportunistic in the off season when possible, but right now I think it's about evaluating guys you have under contract long term, and I think it's about <clears throat> evaluating the quarterback class. You know, I I do think that when you hear This isn't even my opinion, but when you hear Bob Papa and Carl Banks talk about this, might have been the last snap you saw, you've seen Daniel Jones take as a New York Giant. Like they're plugged, they're in the building. They work for the Giants. If they're saying something, I think there's definitely some truth to it. So it seems like this was the uh, oh no scenario where it was like, well, there's an out in the contract after two years. And, you know, other teams have done this, like Alex Smith. Uh, rings a bell Carson Wentz where teams draft their replacement when they still have the the old guy under a big contract. And so th- I guess that's like the optimistic fan angle in me. Uh, as far as like, just what do I want to see the rest of the year, I- I'd like to see this team compete. It's unfortunate because the tanking not really real in the NFL because none of the players want to lose the coaches don't want to lose. We saw this as Giants fans a couple years ago. Joe Judge was pretty much guaranteed another year, and then things got so bad, uh, third down, QB sneak rings a bell with Jake Fromm, and they fired everyone. And so I think if you're a coach, you can't sit here, and even if you're buddies with Joe Shane, you can't completely buy into a tank. So I think it's going to be all about evaluating the young players, developing, and, you know, in a weird way, getting ready for next year, even though a quarter
0: of your roster is on a one-year deal. Yeah. Uh, it's almost leaving me speechless to be honest with you. As a fan, it's just so difficult to keep going week after week, um, and not imagine it. being a
1: player. That's the scary thing That's, for me yeah.
0: is how, does the locker room get fracked? Like, is it possible that the
1: locker room is fractured? We've heard a couple chirpings from Xavier McKinney, but for the most part, the leadership of the, of the team, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley, they seem to be holding it down. So, Whatever is going on inside the building seems to be holding strong for now but to your point it's horrible Every, I, mean, I couldn't imagine playing on this defense and pouring out 60 minutes of effort just to have uh, Tommy DeVito a uh, made man getting whacked uh, <laughs> yeah. time after time so yeah it, it's it's tough
0: as a fan it's got to be tough as a player too Have we actually uh, heard that um I mean you got Tommy uh, you got DeVito and now you've got uh what is it Matt Barkley but uh, is everyone else pretty much done for the season throwing the ball besides Daniel? So Jones? Uh,
1: there, there's also Jacob Eason in the building. Okay. Uh, if you remember him, he was a big, uh, like six foot six prospect who's been a middling uh, backup in the league. Uh, it does sound like even Tyrod might be more banged up. Like the chances wow. that he comes back, he is on the IR, so he's eligible to return, I think, in three weeks. And so depending on how bad things are, we'll see. But this is where. You can kind of, uh, you know, emulate taking just by removing the good pieces. Tyrod was not great, but Tyrod was still way better than Tommy DeVito. Yeah. And so, if you're if you're diabolical and you're trying to get a better pick, you probably don't want to activate Tyrod. So, I, I think in a wishful thinking, me, I think we're gonna see Tyrod again, but. Here's the fun fact for the Giants fans out there. Tommy DeVito, this is the first week he's taken practice reps with the one all season. So maybe he'll do a little bit better with actual practice versus just being thrown into the Wolves.
0: Yeah, but as a Giants fan, I kind of want them to tank. I mean, let's be honest. I kind of do. Not to say that we're going to get Caleb Williams, you know, and I don't know if I'm 100% in on him anyways with his attitude. But that being said, he is talented. There's a lot of good quarterbacks this coming season. So you don't necessarily have to be the number one pick. I mean, you know what I mean? So tanking, probably not in the future. But I definitely can see management thinking, well, maybe we don't have to give them all of our poker chips. Maybe we can just, you, yeah. know, you know, see what happens. And 20 years ago
1: from the 2024 draft was the 2004 draft when the Giants traded up. to get eli manning and so there's some symmetry there and i'll i'll throw the caleb williams thing back at you because i've heard a lot of people saying this he's a non-standard alpha quarterback but in a world where every athlete as soon as things get bad they quit they go join a new team aau culture oh i i lose my starting job in college i quit i go play for another team i'm a guaranteed lock to be a top two pick in the in the draft I don't care about these games. I'm not going to play the rest of the year. So I think we'll see a lot. If, if Caleb Williams keeps playing after his, his sobbing on the sideline because he cares too much, perhaps it's a little bit of a zag of the modern young athlete. And maybe we should be buying into that kind of thing. Cause you know what Dable's done in his career? He's mentored Patrick Mahomes. He's mentored Josh Allen. So let's get let's get another elite one for him to play around with and see what we can do I'm with you i I would like it would be fun to have one of those quarterbacks coming to New York
0: I will tell you though um uh, the fact that he did kind of you know have a moment with his mom I kind of dug that just because it actually showed that he gave a crap if you know what I'm saying you know what I mean because I think been... too many yeah I Go agree ahead. too many
1: people are reacting to the immediate of like that looks soft no, Like that's no, not what football looks, looks like yeah. To me, it's like, hey, so many of these kids are just stop; They're just not playing yeah. because they know they can make more money later. Yeah. The idea that he's actually pissed off. He lost this game.
0: I, I like that. Uh, you know, speaking of another New York team, I want to just ask your honest opinion here because, you know, obviously a lot of people are speculating. Can Aaron Rodgers come back maybe in the next three weeks? Um, I don't know. You know, the. I don't necessarily think they're going to get it done with what they've got right now, but you never know. He has shown signs, but I, I feel like, you know, the jets have won as of late except for last week, just because it was close and, you know, their defense is just, just, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's just one of the best we've seen in a long time. I don't necessarily think you could take that though all the way. Um maybe, you know, they're under, maybe they don't need to sign anyone. Maybe they're just like, Hey, Let's just give it a ch- give it a shot. I don't know. Uh,
1: well, there certainly are at least internet doctors who seem to be starting to come around to the idea that it would be possible for Aaron Rodgers to come back. I mean, we've seen the videos of him now walking. He's throwing the ball 50 yards in pregame. I'm getting a little bit of that Russ Wilson vibe where it's like, hey, man, why are you doing all this stuff in front of the camera? It's a little weird. (laughs) As far as I know, Achilles don't just repair like that. And so I'm not, again, not a doctor. I don't see how he could come back, certainly if he wouldn't if he's able to come back, this team gets very interesting because, you, like you said, they're so good yeah. with a quarterback that's actively trying to lose the game at all times. They're, the, the 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 play calling and the game plan with Zach Wilson is, is, is one to not let him screw up the game, and that's essentially why the game got lost against the Chargers. And so when we, when we look ahead, they're playing the Raiders, a backup quarterback, and a team that wants to run the ball. So I think it's becoming more and more realistic that this Jets team could find their way in the playoffs Aaron Rodgers or not, and so who knows if we get a late surprise? I, you know, I'm not, I'm not
0: familiar with the Dolphin treatment that Aaron Rodgers keeps speaking of, but maybe it's working for him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, you brought up an interesting point. Um, and by the way, we will have uh, Doctor Christopher Lee join us coming up soon. Here, our orthopedic surgeon out of Burbank, California. One thing I want to bring up um, is the Raiders. You know, this is a team that just went through a lot. I mean, certainly a lot of firings um former giant just taking charge now I don't know how much he had to do with that but maybe everyone's so uplifted that they just decided let's show up and play first of all your honest opinion Ryan um you know what's your opinion on on the whole Josh McDaniel's firing GM firing and then obviously kind of giving the reins to uh you know what we saw here over the last week to these what three new other new people so
1: so considering the, the reputation that Mark Davis has, I actually think this was a really like, introspective move by him. He mm. basically said, my bad. Not only did he clean house to where he thought the problem was, he yeah. pulled the, the weeds out. The Belichick way, the Patriot way, maybe it doesn't work anywhere that isn't a dynasty. Mm. And he went into the team and he said to, to a man, my bad. I ruined your guys' season. This isn't right. And let, let's get back on the right tracks. And so in walks Antonio Pierce, who perfect rah-rah guy to yeah. kind of get the locker room going, change some things up, ripping cigars after the win. They're doing they're dancing before practice. <laughs> but we saw this last year with Jeff Saturday. I do think there's always that dead coach bounce. Um, now, the counter argument would be Rich Pisaccia on those Raiders a couple years back with Gruden. And so the difference between I think Jeff Saturday and the Colts last year and the Raiders this year is that the Raiders do have some top level talent. And so if they can continue to rally around Aiden O'Connell, uh, the running game and the defense can continue to to play well and get after the quarterback, maybe the problem was though, the dead coach game came against the giants, which who ranked basically bottom of the NFL in a lot of categories and the quarterback got knocked out. So This game becomes very interesting, as I mentioned earlier, against the Jets that are not going to let you run the ball. Let's see what this rookie Aiden O'Connell can do. I I certainly wouldn't invest my money on the Raiders and Antonio Pierce any further. Um, I think we saw the maximum effort game. I think that's that's where it's going to end. And I think, remind yourself, this guy calling the plays, first-time play caller. So I think that's something that uh, has been kind of brushed under the rug because it's been such a fun story. But I fully expect him to have a tough time
0: calling plays against Robert Sala. And as you mentioned, that very elite defense. The Los Angeles Rams signed Carson Wentz. Same draft class as Jared Goff. He leaves and now Carson's in the building. Uh, It's, you know, I don't know. Uh, I have an interesting opinion, uh, but, you know, I I don't understand why they're doing this. Maybe you do. Uh, Obviously, they don't. They see something more than what I've been reading about from uh, for Matt Stafford, you know, and his injury. I don't know if he's coming back anytime soon, so they had to do something, right? I don't know.
1: This also kind of strikes me as a weird, let's play a little lottery ticket going forward. Stafford nearing the end of his road. Carson Wentz, still a young guy, still got many years left in him. If you think you can fix him, and we know, what does Sean McVay think he can do? He thinks he can fix everyone. So I I do think that this is, you know, he just had a kid. He's like, this is fun. Let me get another kid. And he signed Carson Wentz. I mean, look, he's got all the tools, but the problem with him is he was broken, and he's he's shown that he was broken on multiple franchises. And so, yeah, if, if McVeigh can fix him, he's big, he's tall, he's got a strong arm. I just I, I haven't seen it yet in the NFL, and and I honestly, for a guy that is a noted you know weirdo in the locker room, I would worry about potentially risking that in a season where you're kind of up against it. So, look, I, I I think if you're a Rams fan, you're like, oh yeah, former number two overall pick. I think if you're rooting against the Rams, you're like, good luck. That's going to sink
0: your ship. By the way, I don't have it in front of me. The, The Rams record is not good. What is it? Have they won three games this season so far? Something. so not only is it not
1: i mean they even started well i feel like the first couple <laughs> weeks of me coming on we were we were talking about how exciting the ram season they've, they've won a couple games Puka yeah. nakua they're three and six yeah they're only two games ahead of the cardinals who now have kyler coming back and you know the seahawks and the 49ers have kind of separated themselves a bit in the division so it is a, a, a interesting turning point for them maybe this is a sign that they're going to take a look at things in the
0: future, and and this might be the last hurrah for Stafford and Aaron Donald. Three and six, and you're looking at the timetable here. I mean, they would have to clean house. I mean, like just, I mean, like clean the board up. Like just go one game after another, just win, 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 to even have any kind of life. I think for this season, but perhaps that could happen. I mean, it would be sad to see, you know, like Nakua and his season kind of diminish now after how he started. I mean, this was a a, a talent that we hadn't seen in quite a while as far as the numbers he was putting up in the first three, four weeks, right?
1: I think that's, you know, if you're a Rams fan, that's the optimism you're taking out of this season. You you found an absolute dog in the fifth round. I think certainly there's been some adjustments that defenses have started to make, and it's made the offense not as good. But really, I think it was the quarterback. Brett Rippon, not even on the team right now. That's how bad he performed on Sunday. And so, you know, maybe they bounce back. They do have some divisional games, but boy, their schedule is brutal. You can't lose to the Packers when you have the Seahawks, the Browns, the Ravens, uh, the Saints, the Niners all upcoming on the schedule. That being said, they do play the Giants. They do play the Commanders. They do play the Cardinals. They could get a couple wins, you know, but you're at that point where, again, do they really want to get those wins? Maybe that's why Carson Wentz is coming in here to ensure they get some losses at the end of the year.
0: Uh, you know, I gotta ask you a question here in regards to the upcoming game. Uh, let's see here, twelve o'clock, uh, our time here in Dallas. The Ravens hosting the Browns. Now, the, you know, honestly, like the Browns have come out like and just I don't know if I wouldn't say they've surprised me, Ryan. But at the end of the day, they they've got to be in the top three defenses right now. They just they just stop offenses. Whether they're intercepting balls, they're creating fumbles, uh, they're scoring on defense. They look like how the Cowboys looked early on in this season. The Cowboys, you know, they're allowing points now. I, the Browns, I mean, this could be their year. It's five, they're 5-3, five and three, man. No one's talking about it. No one's talking about it.
1: And what's, well, every team... Uh, so every team in the AFC North would be in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Yeah. They're all five and three or better. And here's the craziest stat. As a division, they only have 11 losses. Every single division in the NFC, the bottom two teams in the division have a combined more than 11 losses. So absolutely kind of uh, identified the Browns as a team that had a very high floor this year because of that defense. And really, it's been in spite of the quarterback. You remember that horrible game from DTR early in the season. P.J. Walker showing that he's a true NFL backup. And even Deshaun Watson not exactly playing well when he's been out there. And so I'm very impressed with their defense. You almost have to give them a little bit of extra for degree of difficulty just because their offense is constantly giving them trouble. I mean, last week, complete shutout against Arizona. Granted, it's Arizona, but they never sniffed a chance. Yeah. That being said... This week they play the Ravens yeah. and I think the bigger under underwhelming or not underwhelming, but under talked about story, the Baltimore Ravens have the number two defense in the NFL. <laughs> and so this is a very interesting matchup where we get to see division foes two two of the top defenses in the league. One quarterback maybe you trust a little bit more than the other. So true test for Deshaun
0: Watson here. But I don't see a way that they don't make the playoffs with the way that they're playing defense right now. Lamar Jackson saying he believes his defense has zero weakness. Well, let's just see what happens. Perhaps I got the cart ahead of the horse here with the Browns. But, man, I haven't seen those guys take it this far in a while, have a nice positive, uh, you know, standing here. looks pretty good. But then again, like you said, the AFC is looking dominating right now they just look good so many teams including the 4 and 4 Texans and yeah they're 4 and 4 but you know look if you look at the Texans it's like opening up a christmas present and it's like a new gift like everything's new there quarterback's new the freaking coaches new you know there's a you know there's a young cat in 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 there for the running back position i mean you know i just i don't know everywhere you look it's just everyone's young and new and talented, and Tank Dell's now looking like he's just going to be the next star in the NFL. And Nico Nico's doing his thing. I mean, wh- where's their weakness besides maybe defense?
1: I, I think it's the, it's stopping the run and running the ball. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's going to show it's going to show up from we, uh, time to time. I, they're very banged up this week too, so the Texans might be in a tough spot. But where, where I'm impressed by them. Is to to see the way that clearly, and we might we kind of heard rumblings of this in college, but C.J. Stroud not being the, the the best guy like on the whiteboard and in the <laughs> practice room, <laughs> in the meeting room, he's the gamer though, and I think the coaches realized that, and they said, you know what, the running game's not there. Some for some reason, our line blocks better when the, when we're passing than when we're running, and we just have a quarterback that has instincts. You look at some yeah. of the throws he was making. Anticipation. You look at the, st- the still shot of the field when he's making the throw. Tank Dell is nowhere near open. Mm-hmm. How do you know he's gonna flash open there? So I think there's a certain gamer element to CJ Stroud that the coaches are finally saying, let's lean into this. Remember, Bobby Slowick comes from the San Francisco offense. He was the passing game coordinator there last last year. So I really like the way they're looking. I think the defense will come along with D'Amico Ryan's. And I think you know, you gotta look back and wonder imagine being a Panthers fan. You gave up DJ Moore and and a future first round pick to take Bryce Young over this guy not looking very smart right now. Nah,
0: he looks good. He's one of the first pocket so passers good. that has really impressed me out of the coming out of the draft. I mean Trevor Lawrence, you know, took maybe a year or so, but CJ Stroud, I wasn't even as high as I am on him now. I mean, like, I feel bad, but, you know, we're not all perfect like you, Ryan. Speaking of this week now, and Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast, throw some great games out here for all of our listeners that might just kind of ring a bell and say, hey, that's a good one to lean on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. You you brought up the Browns-Ravens. I think it's one of the marquee matchups of the the week, and I, I absolutely love... The Baltimore Ravens. I I think that they are they are rounding into shape. You love to see the teams that are getting better over the course of the season. They're getting healthier, and even in spite of Lamar making one of those prototypical kind of fumble mistakes they're still dominating good teams. They're dominating the teams like the Seattle, Detroit, Cleveland. And so I'm very excited to see them in this matchup against an elite. This is the two best defenses in the league. And I think at the end of the day, if you kind of factor that in, okay, Baltimore has equal to Cleveland on the defensive side, which offense do I trust more? Yeah. Give me Baltimore 10 times out of 10. And so, I, I certainly. That's one game that I'd I'd sprint to the window to go get down on. I'll give you a, a quick take on the Germany game because okay. I know folks like to wake up early. Uh, there's rumors that Bill Belichick could get fired after this game. I, I, I'm any, I'm not taking the Patriots under any circumstances. So be careful. And this isn't being reported by rumor mills. This is being reported out of the Boston Globe and other folks close to the Patriots organization. So just kind of keep a close eye on that. One more. I mentioned the Seahawks earlier. I think we we've seen them in back to back weeks goes go against very difficult defenses, and it exposed Geno a little bit. Now he's back to going against the soft defense and the Washington Commanders. I love. Love laying the points with
0: Seattle as well. Uh, Go Hawks. You know, and before we go to break, I want to just say one thing because I think one of the games I'm looking forward to is uh, the Vikings and the Saints because of what Mr. Dobbs did last week. And he didn't start that well. I mean, things went a little haywire for a while. And then all of a sudden, everything grooved together. Everyone got behind the quarterback. Um, I don't know. This could be this could be the, you know Josh's home. Kirk Cousins could be on the trading block as we go further next season. We don't know what's going to happen here, but I got to be honest with you. Both teams five and four. Both teams are threatening playoffs to, uh, time. So hey, I like it. I'm fun. I, mean, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be a good one.
1: Josh Dobbs, best best nickname in all of sports, the pastronaut. <laughs>
0: Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it.
1: Cheers.